what a what a privilege, what a privilege it is to have one of the minds of real estate that has been doing this job for decades, is the number one agent for Rain and Horn, has been for many years. I'd be very surprised if he hasn't been the number one agent for decades in that group. He is, of course, one of the uh, owners of Rain and Horn Bondi Beach and Rain and Horn Double Bay. Uh, many of you may be aware of him. You've seen me interview him on the real estate gym. You've also would have seen him on Speak at Arik a few years ago. Um, and in addition to that, REB Top 100, he's always there. For Miss Temporary, class is permanent, a long-time successful agent. Rick Soraya, great to have you. Hey, Tom. Good to, good to catch up. Thanks for uh, fitting us in. No, no. You're, listen, every so often we get the privilege to talk to uh, one of the, um, the giants of real estate. How many years have you been doing it, Rick? One of the giants of real estate. You've noticed I've put on weight. Thanks, Tom. Uh, this is my 32nd year in the industry. And um, uh, I must say, I still today try and keep things uh, very real. Yeah, look, one of the things, I've, I, and I've known you, I've known you for pretty much that time, your, your, your journey, Rain and Horn, then Ray White, then back to Rain and Horn. Your life now, Rick, um, is how much is it split between being a principal and being a selling agent with an effective business unit? I would suggest that um, we, we've done a lot of restructuring in our office. So I was fortunate enough to have bought out uh, my previous partners and uh, Marty, who was the founder of the business, still is in the industry. So I would suggest that there's probably 75%, 80% still is active selling. And I'm very lucky to have a good management team uh, that helps me with the ongoing um, bits and pieces of running the two offices. Uh, without them, I think I would actually close everything down and just become a salesperson, probably make more money that way. <laughs> yeah, but you told me yesterday, and I didn't realise it, that you're so happy because three of your team now are also in Rain and Horn's top ten. Is that right? Yeah, so I, it's interesting. Um uh, Alex Lyons, who's been with us for a few years now, Dion Markovitz, um, Hanan Baskilla, and and Paul. Um, really proud of those guys. I, I think I was just having a look at Alex's figures just for what he wrote last week. I think he, he knocked off just over $36 million worth of sales. Um, and it's interesting because you, you do get to a stage where you do things repetitively. And I think where I started and I was driven by you know, young family and money, 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 money. Now money's very important still, but I get a lot of job satisfaction, rewards and drive from, from the people that are working with me, to be truthful, that they are key indicators of what lifts me up. So, um, Rick, for people that don't have the background, Rick is not, this is not the, the, the classic case of an eastern suburbs boy that went through private schooling in the eastern suburbs and then landed in real estate and had the luxury and benefit of family and relatives, you know, having contacts in the industry to start you off. You you came from an area outside of the eastern suburbs. Um, you worked there a long time. Um, I remember when I interviewed you the first time, um, you, I mean, one of your first jobs was working out west 
um, for KFC. He doesn't like... <laughs> I was a chook plucker. Yes, I was. I was. I had that, um, not just with KFC, but I... Tom, I was a wog from the West that came to the East. And I'm allowed to say that I am of ethnic background. So don't send me um, texts putting me down for using those sorts of words. But I, yes, I worked for KFC for a long, long time. Um, I was very, very driven. I was one of those people that uh, if someone said you couldn't do something, I just found a way to try and do it. I remember buying a car and I didn't have a license. And my dad saying to me, well, you can't drive it. You haven't got a license. I go, no. Okay, I can fix that. I'll just get a license. I'll just illegally bodgy a few things up and I got my license. Okay. Um, you know, I remember going for a promotion uh, when I was at KFC for an office manager. They said, uh, we really want someone who's married. I go, oh, okay, let's work on that. We can make that happen next few months. So rightfully or wrongfully, if, if I got something in my head, I, I would just go for it and in some cases be blinded by trying to get that result. But, yes, one of my... Uh, most lucrative jobs was cutting out the piece of the chicken's anatomy that no one likes to eat, the little bum holes. So that's my claim to fame. So can I, <coughs> side issue, do you eat KFC now? I do, I, I do. And unfortunately I have been for the last few weeks, as as you can see, my, you might be able I to see my white I can only see the top part of your body, so I can't see whether when you said you've put on weight, I can't, I can't tell because your face, your face still looks. Uh, it's big enough. The only, yeah. the only change I've seen is, uh, is you are wearing glasses now. True. Okay, so Rick, um, in your in your own little team, how many people have you got in your team? Yeah, so I, I guess my philosophy is a little bit different to maybe many others. Um, I, I always think more is more, meaning if I can get more listings and get out to my team, and I look at my team as my office, to be truthful. So directly, there's Grace and Lucy who run my um, admin and my back end. So Lucy does more of the managerial side of it, suppliers, meetings, blah, blah, blah. Um, Grace is our golden child who gets my proposals ready. I can ring in for the little bits and pieces and, and she puts it all together. Um, I have one person who's just started with me, Veronica, who does a lot of my bio work. Um, and then what I do is every property pretty much that I list, I conjunct with a, an agent on in our office. So I bring them in. We split the fees 50-50. Um, and there's many reasons for that. So they'll come in, they'll be at the open homes, they'll do the heavy lifting as I do. Um, they learn from it, I learn from it. But it minimises the leakage. Um, in prospecting, obviously, you can't run so many auctions and have a high percentage of good prospecting if you're trying to do it all yourself. So I'd rather give a percentage away and their responsibility is to follow up in that prospecting um, arena. Um, if they list something, then I'll go and help them close if needed. Um, we don't take a fee for that. The way I see it is um, more is more. And if they're getting more listings, then I'm, I'm doing well as well. Okay. And Rick, so the way it works is when you list it and you can jump with them and let's assume they're working the opens and also doing private inspections, which we're, people are doing more of now that the market has cooled, you can't just rely on opens. Um, the vendor servicing, the conversation with the vendor, is that done by both of you, the person that you conjuncted and you, or do you mainly do that? Yeah, really good question. Depends on the client. So there are clients that uh, I am uh, totally hands-on. So all the vendor meetings, all the feedback as to how the opens went, any negotiations, 100% by myself. Um, however, 
we've been fortunate enough to have, and we have some really good people that slowly certain clients um, are actually more impressed with the support salesperson than myself. You know, you put an Alex or a Dion or a Paul or Hanan in a room and um, I, I've just got to be quiet because they're sharper than what I am. So the majority uh, for my personal clients <laughs> are myself, um, but they also have a lot of interaction. Okay. And um, in terms of, with, like, last year you would have had an amazing year, the, the, that, that COVID period. In, in a really good year, what sort of productivity does you and your team do? Yeah, so I, I think uh, dollar-wise, we commission-wise, I think we're just over the $4.5 million mark. Um, and we wrote numbers of, I think, we exchanged just over 150 properties. Um, so I think everybody, I mean, I was talking to agents that uh, I remember talking to Brad Caldwell and he was saying that uh, the year he had last year was as good as four years put together. So it was a really good roller coaster ride, I think, once in a uh, 10, 15 year period ride. Okay. And Rick, can I ask you at the moment, Eastern suburbs, you've got a good helicopter view because you've got both, you know, the old money and the, and the, and the new money, that whole lease from Bondi all the way to, um, you know, Point Piper, Vaucluse. What's the marketplace doing in the east? Is yeah, it buyer so, energy? What's it like? Well, uh, just on the ground, we're seeing anything that's interest rate sensitive, investment rate sensitive has pulled back. Um, there's definitely a trend to properties that are renovated, uh, such as houses and semis. They're doing a lot better than the unrenovated properties. Uh, I mean, good luck trying to get a builder or let alone getting a fixed build price right now. So we've actually seen some properties. The team sold a property up at uh, 88 Military Road where gentleman bought it less than two years ago for $6.7 million, um, did a little paint job and a carpet, re-carpet on it and sold it for just under $10 million. So the top end, in my opinion, is still very strong. Uh, I find that the East, and I'm sure many other areas, you do get a percentage of clients that go, well, if I'm not going to get my premium, I don't need to sell. So very quickly, stock becomes tight. And I think that eases any cooling. But yes, the bottom end, especially older style units, um, have suffered. Uh, blocks of apartments, if you can't add value to them, they're taking longer to sell. But this is what I would call a excellent, not quite boom market. I think it's actually, if you take away the anomaly of what happened in the last 18 months, this is actually a really good marketplace. Um, and I think it's actually a marketplace that's got a lot of good opportunities for salespeople. I mean, expired listings, you know, you can actually find an expired listing. You know, there's so many opportunities to get business right now that from an agent's point of view, I, I think a few people have got the wrong idea. I see agents who have only been in the industry a year or two jumping ship and becoming buyer's agents. And you go, no, no, hang in there. There, there. there are good listing opportunities right now. If you if you're struggling, then try and bring in a mentor or someone to try and help you. Yeah, can't, that, that's a weird one there. The, it, buyers agents, yeah, it seems like everyone's becoming a buyers agent and I, um, I can't understand why all of a sudden that trend is happening. Is, 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 is buyers agents becoming the, a popular way for buyers to buy real estate in the East or what's changed and such an emergence of people? I think what's changed is if we want to be honest with ourselves as real estate agents, 
we've done our bio work very, very badly over the years. So I honestly believe that. Um, yes, we work for our vendors, but uh, 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 first and foremost, but at the end of the day, I think our buyer follow-up generally, I, and I'm putting my hand up there, I'm not talking for everyone, generally has been pretty poor. So what does that mean? That means that it's opened up the doors to a US-type model where somebody might be time poor, somebody feels that they want to trust an agent that's on their team, on their side. Um, I think that the, the fallacy that buyer's agents put out there and I've got a lot of respect for a lot of good buyers agents in the East. There's some really good people out there. Um, but is we will open the doors to off-market properties. And, and a lot of buyers like that opportunity or the perception of that opportunity. And I I would suggest that if you're running an EB, if you're running a pod at the moment or a team, you should have somebody on your team that's doing buy work while you're focusing on the listings and the negotiations. Yeah, and I think, you know, the interesting thing, Rick, is I actually think yours is the kind of market, like many markets across Australia, where often the buyer is actually a buyer-seller. Yeah. They often they often say, if I buy this, I might sell this. And even if you give them incredible buyer service work and they buy off someone else, you still have earned the right for a crack yeah. at their listing presentation, you know, or a crack at their listing. No. Um, so now, can I ask you, at what point in your real estate life, because I know you're not the type of person that, it, you know, it gets to your head, but at some point, Rick, you must have realized, hey, I'm in the better category in real estate. I'm actually, you know, I've gone up on stage 10 times now. I'm in the REB consistently. But in your mind, when did you realize in real estate, I'm actually a successful agent? You know, Tom, I don't think you actually go, oh, I'm actually a successful agent. I mean, the REB and, and all these awards, look, we enter all these things that everybody should be entering these things because it's profile building. It's developing your attraction business at the end of the day. But you, you don't believe the bullshit. You know, I don't mean to be rude. I mean, I, I might come, you know, in the top 10 uh, more often than not, but hey, don't forget there's thousands of other agents that didn't put their figures in there. So don't believe the bullshit, but use, use it for, for promotion at the end of the day. I think personally, do you define your success by transactions, dollars? I think like to think that I became successful in my mind when I started to uh, bring on people that were growing and they've given me some respect and uh, in turn, they have my total respect. It's like my wife says to me sometimes, she says, oh, you know, such and such might be leaving. They're, they're, they're doing this, they're doing that. And I said, really? She says, well, they can't stay with you for life. And I go, why? Well, what do you mean? They want to open a bit of business, I'll help them. Like, I don't know. I, I, why can't they stay with me for life? If they're enjoying it, if they're growing, if they're making money. But I, I actually have that expectation, which is really stupid, maybe. But, hey, that's me at the end of the day. So I, I don't say I made a million dollars or $2 million or we, we sold this much. I'm successful. Um, it's really interesting. There's been times that I've actually thought about, holy moly, you know, I get anxiety like many people and I get depressed and actually could say that I've had bouts of depression in, in my career. Uh, we all have these moments, well, a lot of us have these moments and there's been times where I've gone, it's time. Shit, I just lost four, excuse my French, sorry. Is this being beeped or? Um, no, 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 it's all good, it's all good. Okay. 
like there, there's been times that I've gone, no, it's time for me to hang up my boots. I've just lost three to Alex and two to Michael and blah, blah, blah. I, I can't win here. Like I'm, I'm a has-been, you know, like you're talking Tech Tuesday. Why am I going on your program for Tech Tuesday? I'm a non-Tech Tuesday person. So, but then, you know what, I, I go back and I go, let's talk to some people that I like. They like me. Let's get out there. Talk people, talk people, talk people too. Oh, I've got a lead. I've got a listing. Oh, I'm back. Like you just, you just got to keep going and you just, you just can't take it personal. I, I got off the topic there, but. Success to me now in my life is seeing people grow and uh, respect is a big thing for me, to be truthful. Beautiful, beautiful. I want to ask you, um, and we're going to move on, to, and I know that you don't define yourself <laughs> as, a, as, a, as, a tech, as a tech person, yet Real Tear told me that you're a, a, an avid user, uh, mainly because Damien Cooley's been using it when that is auction sell. Um, but I want to ask you, a young person that comes and starts with you, a young person that comes and starts with you, Rick, what advice would you give them knowing what you know after 32 years about real estate? Um, okay. Uh, I start today, someone starts today, um, best advice you can get. Uh, get some acting lessons. Learn how to start to feel the room. Listen before you talk. You know, I, you see people really sharply dressed, pulling up in their amazing motor vehicles, and that's great. It makes them happy. They talk, 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 and they don't read the play. Now, you either have it or you've repeated yourself so many times that you develop a feel for reading a room. Um, or you don't. If you don't, you need to go out there and try and find some help. There's plenty of coaches out there that can help you with that. Um, I think uh, promoting your profile. So I think if you're in an office with more than one salesperson, talk to someone in your office about buddy-buddying up. So, so names on signboards, names on the internet, share with them so they can share with you. All of a sudden, you've got double the listings in the marketplace for your profile. If you achieve something such as a sale or a listing, tell everybody about it. Reviews, 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 reviews. Uh, I pay for some of my reviews. Uh, my wife tells me off half the time, why are you offering $50 for this and $50 for that? Um, you don't need to. You're Rick Sorayo. And I go, yeah, I am Rick Sorayo. And everyone's bloody time poor. And if they're going to get a dollar out of it, they might actually just do the survey for me. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm a big um, encouraging of trying to get good reviews, whether it's rate my agent or estate.com, whatever the case may be. So I think first and foremost, buddy-buddy up with someone in your room, find a mentor, and that's a very big word, but find someone that you think you can learn from and respect. And if it's not in your core area, then go to another core area where that and feel threatened in sharing. Building your profile is really important, um, but... Keep it also simple. Don't be overwhelmed by, I just met this person, I'm going to put it in my CRM and I've got to find out their date of birth, what time they farted, how many meals they have. Keep it simple. You know, build up a small pipeline. Find 10 to 20, 30 people that have got something to sell and are looking to buy. Just focus on those people. You know, we all get caught up in these CRMs, which are very, very important. And you got thousands of tasks 
I mean, I've been known over the years where I've had thousands of tasks and I've gone, delete, give me another CRM system. You know, I'm too lazy. It's too overwhelming. Um, so, yeah, keep, keep it simple. Build your profile. Get reviews. Oh, and a must, develop your own referral network. Find a solicitor or two or conveyancer. Um, take them out to lunch. Refer them. Once you've referred them, let them know you've referred them. An accountant, a financial planner. Always be trying to develop a network that's going to refer to you and you refer to them. Don't worry about your principal's doing and who he's referring to or she. Um, develop your own network, whether it's even a barber or beautician. Uh, I offer, as long as they've got an ABM, I offer referral fees. You, you want to get these people working for you, and you can do that very, very quickly. Gold, beautiful. In the last five minutes, you've given uh, an agent out there that, is um, starting off <coughs> a bit of a, a bit of a plan. It's taken 32 years for him to deliver that in five minutes. So highly value a team. Um, now, Rick, um, this of course is Tech Tuesday, and it is sponsored uh, by Realtair, which I'm an ambassador for. Um, um, I love their products, um, but I'm also very mindful that sometimes with tech, you can overdo it. You can subscribe to everything and not use products. But then on the other hand, there are certain tech products that they complement you and they give you scale. Um, Pete Matthews tells me that you're using um, auction sell at the moment, uh, which is the old uh, uh, Cooley product that has been incorporated into Realtair um, and that you're looking at, you know, things like uh, digital uh, pre-list kits that they've got pitch. And uh, do you sign on glass with clients? Like, um, do they sign or is it all yeah, we, just manual? Yeah, we, we do. So, look, I guess um, and full credit to Pete and his team in all fairness because there are aspects of what we do that that the platform is doing. But the good thing about Realtor, it's all, all under the one umbrella. So what and having met with Pete recently, and there's a few we, we will be coming on board. I hope he's not watching because I'm trying to get a deal out of him. Um, but, um, um, but you know, whereas we'll use docus. I mean, let's face it, COVID changed it for us. I was always one of those people that I want to be in someone's living room. I want to feel the room. I want to feel the play. I want to see their body language, getting offers accepted. That's changed a lot now. So, you know, we've used DocuSign. That's available on Realtor. Um, getting contracts signed, um, bulk emails, you know, even bulk texts. Just the, I'm not a big tech person. That's why I, I'm, I'm, thank you for inviting me, but I, I don't think I can offer too much to too many people. But there's a standard now that you have to do to even try to be competitive. Your bulk emails when you sell something, when you list something, your bulk texts when you list and sell something in your core mapped areas. Um, CRMs on, on a, in terms of collecting your data and having anniversaries, people's birthdays. We have to, tech has made it easier. You know, when I started, uh, and we've had this discussion before, Tom, you know, you wanted to go days on market and expired listings. You jumped in your car, you had the book, you wrote it down, you went back a week later and you crossed off how many property signboards have come down. Um, it's all there now on CoreLogic and many, many other products, the days on market. It is so easy. You know, I kind of think I was born in the wrong uh, era because the stuff that's coming out now just makes us makes it all a lot easier. Um, but I would also suggest if you're not savvy with that, get someone to help you with that. So where I'm not savvy in a lot of these things, I'm at least have an open mind and I 
recruit the information. But, you know, full, full marks to, to Peter and his team. They've been able to put many things under the one umbrella and that just makes it a lot more efficient. Yeah, um, I agree. I think the, 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 the value of real tear is they're a little bit like Apple. You can get all the other stuff yeah. from different places, but when it's all part of the same ecosystem, it integrates and it makes it easy for you. And Susan, if I can get you to bring up the slide or the link um, for, for people to take advantage of the real tear offer. While, <coughs> while, Rick, while Rick, there we go, Susan. Thank you so much. It's there in the chat box if you want to go there, real tear, and you're getting three months free when you sign up for real tear in October. So you get 15 months. Rick, I want to ask you. Actually, I uh, asked Peter for that deal. He wouldn't give it to me. I think I'm just going to click on your link. Yeah, come through. Come come through this link. You'll get a better. You'll get a better deal. Everyone, go through this link. Hey, can I ask you? Um, you know when you you know when you lose three or four listings in a row, Rick, right? And the stakes are high all the time. In the east, you know, you could go to three listing presentations, and they might average out at I don't know a hundred grand each in a fee, right? So yeah. you lose. So you lose three hundred grand, Rick. So you lose three hundred grand in fees, right? And and you're and you're and you're back at the office and you're driving home. Um, you know when you lose three or four in a row, um, do you get overwhelmed oh, well. and stressed? Yeah, yeah, I I know that very very well. And we all look. Real estate is a roller coaster ride daily, in my opinion. It's not weekly or monthly. Daily, one minute I haven't got any stock. I haven't got any stock. Oh my god. Then you get a listing. Oh, my God, I can't sell it. I can't sell it. I can't sell it. So you get anxiety over that. And then I've sold it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've got time free on Saturday. So I don't know about anyone else, but that's me. I'm, I'm a warrior. I'm a panic merchant. And I think a lot of us are like that. Um, and there have been times that I've lost good business to other agents, but I'm still here and I intend to be here for a long time. And some of the things I try and do is I – I don't sweat the small stuff. You know, I had a client ring me on Monday afternoon. We've been nurturing this client for many years, done many favours for them, and they've decided to go with um, one of my competitors um, and, and a very good agent, you know, smaller in size, but a very, very good agent. And um, I've just said to him, can you tell me why so that I can prove my business, blah, blah, blah. And I got off the phone and I gone, mm, schmuck, next. But I didn't say that to him, and I made very, very certain that at least I put some um, key things in his mind, making sure he's only got a short agency agreement after the auction, making sure that if it doesn't work out that he and I can keep talking. Now, I'm not going to harass the gentleman during his campaign, as a lot of agents do, which I have no time for. But if it doesn't sell and he reaches out to me, I've got round two. And in this market, you may have round two, round three. Um, so... I don't, don't like to sweat the small stuff. It's I've always been a person that I believe you've got to motivate yourself. You know, I, I always think if you make a sale, celebrate that day or the next day maximum and then get on with it. You know, I remember years ago uh, I'd be making a sale. I used to love red wine. I don't drink anymore. And I used to love red wine. Every time I'd make a sale, I'd go and get a beautiful bottle of red wine. Unfortunately, that led to not so many good things because I was making a lot of sales. Um, so you got to reward yourself. If I have a moment where I am losing, 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 uh, I will go and talk to some of my salespeople and I'll draw, I'll try and pinch some of their positive energy or I'll go externally. Um, you know, there's a couple of, um, I'll call them therapists 
that I speak to from time to time. They know the industry and they help me, you know, just paid help, someone you can open up to. And personally, I don't, hey, I'm over 50. I don't really give a shit what people think about me anymore unless they're my client. Um, so I try and meditate. If I'm having a bad run, I try and meditate. But more importantly, I try to do something for myself each day, whether it's going for a surf or a ride or, or, or a walk, just to get out of that environment. But I would suggest to you that it's a roller, it's a daily roller coaster ride, and you you need to learn how to ride those ups and downs pretty quickly. Yeah, Rick, I'd go as far as saying is sometimes it's a roller coaster. Man, you get a roller coaster at a listing presentation. Yeah. You're sitting there. And 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 the energy is good, and then they tell you, oh yeah, we bought it off David, and he was a really good guy. And then you think, oh, that's down there. And then he and then he says, but we've seen so much about you, and we're just happy that you're here. And then you're up again, and then they say, but we think probably wait another six months before we put. So you, you've got this emotional yeah. roller coaster, right? That that you're going there, and somehow you've got to be neutral, free emotion, yeah. and accept things are the way they are. And um, anyway, you said something to me 25 years ago at a rain and I was interviewing you at Rain and Horn 55 Harrington Street, one of the best pieces of advice I got. So what was that? So I'm 55, so take 25 off that. So I was 30 years of age. Man, we've grown up, eh, Rick? I was th- think- I'm thinking about it. I was 30 years of age. I was interviewing you there at 55 Harrington Street and you said something interesting. You said... You've got to be a chameleon. Yeah, so I true. Sat, and I, yeah, and, and, and I remember it was a Wednesday that we did it and that Saturday I had, you know, I was doing auctions and I was relatively new at auctions and what would happen is I would start in the inner city and head out to the inner west and then to the western suburbs. And then I began to realise in Newtown it was two gay guys. In Ashfield it was an Italian family um or you know then you'd go to greenacre and it was normally people of you know uh, lebanese arabic descent and then i began to realize it doesn't mean you sell out but you adjust yourself yeah. in each scenario yeah uh tom that is thanks for reminding me of that it, it's it's what i it's like reading the room feeling the play you know if i'm it's getting people to be relaxed with you you know i I find if I'm talking to a South African client, my voice changes a little. If I'm talking to a, a gay client, you know, I've got pink today. I've got two appraisals this afternoon for a particular community. But you, you adapt. You roll the wrist a bit. You camp it up. You, we're salespeople. We've got to connect. And it's very easy to win and lose a, a, a listing. Um, and you don't have a big window of time. I used to have the luxury of going in, rapport building, rapport building at a listing appraisal and coming back. Now everyone's so hungry and so cutthroat that you may not be able to come back. So you're right. You've got to be a chameleon, connect with people. A lot of people that I go to appraisals with think I, I go through too much fluff. And I'll tell you, Tom, I, I don't like fluff. I, I, I like facts. I don't have a lot of time. I always ask for summaries. But in an appraisal, it's a different story. It's, it's the full play in a relationship. You know, my wife always says to me, can't you treat me like a client, for God's sake? I get more, more time out of you that way. But you're right. I think remembering be a chameleon adapt is very important. All right. Um, the last piece of advice. Uh, sorry, two, two questions. If there was a success quote you've heard in your life, 
you had a, if you had to if you had to put a if they gave you a billboard a gigantic billboard and Rick could put this quote up on that billboard on on success or on any life lesson what what would that be? Um, look, there's a few quotes that I do like in my life. You know, there's one the humble quote about no matter how big your house is, how how big your car is, how big your bank account is, our graves are all the same. Um, and I sometimes I, I'm reminded more and more about that with a young child now, keeping it real. Um, you know, I was from Kentucky Fried Chicken Day, so the Colonel Sanders story helps me a lot sometimes where he knocked on so many doors, 5,000 doors before someone said, okay, I'll try. And I, I was reading an article recently about the lady from Carver. I think it's Carver. The, uh, uh, the Okay, thank you. There you go. I'm on Tech Tuesday, right? <laughs> what were you thinking? Um, and you, you talk about her story and how many people she approached and approached and approached and got rejection. But I think the, the quote that's really simple in my mind is um, Richard Branson had it recently on Instagram and it was, um, screw it, just do it. Just do it. You know, make a decision, make an action. You may be right, you may be wrong, but do it. And that's just easy to remember. Love it. Last thing. Best success habit you have in your life that has served you, that has helped you, hasn't harmed you, and you might not do it enough, but you know when you do it, it's good for you. Best success habit that has helped me in my life. Um, don't sweat the small stuff. No. Don't sweat the small stuff. We have so much of it every day with our peers, with our clients, all around you. It eats you up. So... Listen, smile, give people the time they need, but don't don't sweat the small stuff and certainly don't take it personal. Absolute gold. Uh, team, you've been listening to Rick Sereo. He's given you 32, 30, he's given you 33 minutes because it's 3.34 Sydney time, which is equated to roughly 33 years of real estate. He's nailed it in about 30 minutes, giving you some information aspirational and inspirational because I'm telling you, right here, right now, the man started off in uh, from Canterbury, actually the same, same, the school. Did you go to Cranberry High or not? No, we used to play you in the football. I went to Kingsgrove High. Well, I went to Kingsgrove North High. So oh. it's just, I went to Kingsgrove North High. But the reason I brought up Canterbury is uh, uh, John Howard went to that. It was a John Howard. Yeah, I think John Howard. Well, not John Howard. It might have been Paul Keating went there. But you came from the western suburbs. You've crushed it in the eastern suburbs. One of the leading agents in the country year in, year out. And um, uh, today you've been kind enough to join us on Tech Tuesday. Uh, I think you're the classic example of high tech, high touch. Use tech to help you. But at the end of the day, it's still read the play, conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, industry contact sport that we're in. Tom, you know, if I could just share something that I'm constantly being reminded about is I'm at an age group, I have clientele at an age group, and I'm trying to diversify. We've always got to remember different age groups communicate differently. And I think if you're a younger person, try and find out how the older person communicates. Pick up the phone. You know, if, if you're talking to a younger set of clients, they might just be tech savvy or email savvy or TikTok savvy, whatever. But I, I think we've got to be, there's so many platforms now that we've got to be aware of it. But I'm inspired by how 
easy it is to be a person from the, the east, the north, the west, wherever you are. And there's so many tools, so many good t- tools like Realtor that can make our progress so much easier and quicker. Um, but you got to pick up the phone. Thank you so much. On behalf of Realtor and the Real Estate Gym, thank you so much, Rick Sorayo. Stay well and we'll speak soon. To our listeners and viewers, thank you so much for your time. Signing off.